0: to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. Um, and we want to thank you from wherever you are joining us from, whether that is a rerun that you're seeing on Facebook or iTunes. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, all the different places. You can also find our Facebook group and catch up on any old uh, discussions or uh, episodes. And you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. With that, we'll go ahead and jump into our topic today, which is partnership. And really um, talking about some of the ways that we have not had partnerships in the past. We've had more of a hierarchy system in the family. And so we wanna talk about a new way of doing things and, um, and something that feels a little bit more equal and mutual instead of a winner-loser paradigm. And, um, and I kinda of wanna talk about the difference between what you might see in um, a workplace, right? Where that's a hierarchy and how I wouldn't want that type of a paradigm in a relationship, in a romantic relationship. They're very different things. So, but that's the way that we have been running them for so many years, really millennia, it's been run that way where women have been considered property, Um, they have been owned, they have been considered chattel, which just means uh, property. And um, so we wanna talk about how partnership is not one person having authority. It's not one person having the decision-making power or the leadership, but that it's a shared leadership. Partnership, true partnership is a shared leadership model and not a one person is the leader and the other person is the follower. So, um, (laughs) this is one of my favorite topics. I see Marie's (laughs) eyes getting big. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, tell, tell me more about how you feel about this topic and what you feel passionate about in this partnership. Thanks. I've been
1: excited because um, this is a topic near and dear to my heart. I have experienced both and I can tell you how wonderful it feels to actually be in partnership, a shared leadership, because then you're both operating out of your finest gifts and you're both um, putting in, you know, where your um, zone of genius is. And I think that's really lovely. So I'll just give you an example really quickly. In my relationship with Joe, we each take turns on, Turn we don't take turns, but we each operate out of our zone. So when it came to raising the children, usually I would be the person to, um, have the, uh, the final say on what things would be, but we still both talked about it. It doesn't mean that we don't talk or, um, it's still a shared leadership, but we both put in our, um, our input, and then if there's a final decision to be made, then I make that, and Joe will support me on it. If it's finances, he's really genius about things, and we'll talk about it. We talk about all of these things, and then he makes the final decision. It just empowers both people, and it also, it brings out the best of the relationship. Then we're operating, I I don't ever feel demeaned or put down or have to walk behind him. As a matter of fact, sometimes if I do walk behind him he goes this is not that kind of relationship you know wants me to stand beside him <laughs> and walk beside him and it just it just fills up the relationship so let thanks for letting me just <laughs> mm-hmm. that's where I just get so excited. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I feel very similar having experienced both. And actually, you know, I came from a very strong religious background mm-hmm. where um, the hierarchy was the right way. You know, the woman is supposed to be submissive. The woman is the weaker vessel. Uh, the women are not as smart. They're emotional. Like, I, mm-hmm. I grew up hearing a lot of these things that um, really diminished my own personal authority and, um, and then I think there's this perception that, you know, the big bad feminists out there are yeah. trying to take over uh, authority and actually take it from men. And I, I think that both are, are not healthy. It's inequality. It's um, acknowledging that we're a partnership and we are equally able to create decisions. We're mm-hmm. equally able to, um, to have authority and decision-making power. And um, you know, I was told growing up that there has to be one leader, there has to be one authority, otherwise, you know, everything will fall apart. And that was—I—I um, I, I really feel that there is a lot of fear and a lot of opinions out there, just trying to keep the status quo, the way mm-hmm. that it's always been. And um, the truth is, when when I've really done some studying around that. The truth is that the traditional way of doing things, there's some real darkness in that, mm-hmm. you know. It was it was legal to beat your wife yeah. for a very long time. In my lifetime, you know, it was legal for a man to rape his wife. Mm-hmm. That was legal. That was not something that could be prosecuted, um, which is crazy to think about. Um, women weren't able to have really basic... Um, rights like having their own bank account or their own credit card and they needed permission to make financial decisions. These are not really new things. No. Like, we have had a lot of these things happen within, you know, the span of my grandma and my mom and myself. Like, we've had a gradual unfolding of, of more equality and um, more protection for women because... Um, abuse was just not seen as abuse, abuse was seen as normal and um, if there was and this is still very present if there's abuse in a relationship often the response is well she should have kept her mouth shut or you know she was out of line and there's this justification based on her not being submissive enough and um, that's a very real thing. Or obedient obedient, obedient. yeah and yeah. um, and, and so there's a real darkness to that traditional model, um, that hierarchy model. Um, and I know for me, having having really attempted to live in that model and be the submissive person, like it, it did a really big destructive number on my life. And um, it, it played a huge role in my codependency and feeling that I needed to be Um, I needed to give up my authority in order to be a good woman. I needed Mm -hmm. to uh, give up my power in order to be a good wife. I needed to be accommodating. I needed to accommodate his insecurities. Like that was a really, um, that was such a real paradigm for me. And that if I did that well enough, then I would receive love. Then I would receive, um, I would receive acknowledgement.
1: Yeah, pats on the back. <laughs> so,
0: um, and that's that's not really what happened. It was a heavy burden to try um, to try to carry, and it's not one that's really uh, you know it's such an illusion because we think that we can achieve this this perfect little um, fantasy, I guess. Um, Because it's really the fantasy. I was trying to live up to his ideal of what a woman was supposed to be, which was very much an impossible task. Um, And then, like, you carry so much blame because if you're not living up to that standard, then he has every right to say, well, it's all your fault. Exactly. And we feel that. (laughs) And we feel insecure as well. Totally. Totally. So, you know, I've lived both. That was a very lonely existence. It it felt incredibly lonely. It did not feel like a partnership. Um, It always felt like a perpetual cycle of failure. Um, Not being submissive enough. Not being obedient enough. Not dying to myself enough. Grasping for love. Grasping for Mm -hmm. acknowledgement. Living at the mercy of someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now having experienced partnership. Um, whether that be in a romantic relationship or even friendships or business uh, relationships, like there's a lot of partnerships that we can have, and there's honor in saying, Hey, Marie, what do you think about this idea? What do you mm. think about this decision? And then, in, unless it's a win win, unless it's a yes from both people, we don't do it. Yeah. Like, that's a, a whole different. Um, model, a whole different paradigm. And it's also a
1: happier model, right? It's a whole lot more happy. I mean, some of you may have experienced this when it's a win-win situation. That's what it implies. You both win. You're both happy. And that's just such a a lovely place to be. Mm-hmm. And and um, as Jillian was talking about, unless it's a win-win, and sometimes you have to really push yourself outside of the box to get to the win-win mm-hmm. because um, that's another paradigm is that there's a box around it and there's no way that we can both win. So I think I want to offer that as well as when it feels like there's not a win, it just means you haven't gotten the time or the space to really be creative in that situation to make it a win-win. So. Or it's not a good fit. Or it's right. not a good fit. Exactly. Yeah, that, Maybe we just don't do
0: that. <laughs> or, you know, sometimes for me, the unpleasant reality is it's a not a fitting relationship. Oh, okay. I you see know? what you're saying. So if yeah. I, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to cram my values into somebody else. Like, I wanted them to have my values. Um, so I learned... I learned that it's better for me to observe what their true uh, desires are and what their values are and if they don't match instead of trying to make them match just saying you know that's okay this just isn't a fit but in in partnership I see an alignment of values and then of course we'll have differences of opinion. Of course. every human being will um, but it's just not even a thing if we're if one of us is like I really like that and the other one is like me, it's just a no. Like, it's just <laughs> It's easy. not a big deal. It's really easy. Um, I do want to talk about how there are appropriate places for hierarchy. Um, to me, it's not in the home. <laughs> so... Um, a, an appropriate hierarchy to me is if I'm going to a job where I have a boss, they are the leader, right? They are calling the shots. It doesn't have to be a win-win.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: they're the one that owns the company, they're the one calling the shots, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So that's a hierarchy. It's not a partnership. Um, but I would not want to take that same model and have that in a, in a romantic relationship, that feels super icky. Mm -hmm. Either way, I wouldn't want to be the boss or the follower. (laughs) Um, I, in a partnership, even in a business partnership, again, you have a partner that isn't dictating to you, this is what we're gonna do. It's a partnership where you say, What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Do you like this idea? Do you like that idea? What are your thoughts? It's a totally different dynamic. Um, And I think when we have that sort of an honoring relationship in our romantic relationships, in our marriages, in our partnerships... um, there's a huge ripple effect. Mm. You know, Children get to see partnership instead of ownership, mm-hmm. um, instead of hierarchy, and there's such a big difference. And if we want our women, if we want our daughters to grow up expecting partnership and having the standard of partnership instead of hierarchy, then we get to model that. And if all we're doing is accommodating to someone else's authority, they are not getting that picture.
1: That's exactly what where I wanted to go with this was the modeling because how you are in your relationships is exactly what your kids are going to pick up. Mm-hmm. If I'm modeling how a true partnership is, then I can then I can feel good about my daughters asking for because I have three daughters <laughs> asking for what they want in a relationship and having that symbiotic relationship where they can um, enjoy the fruits. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. of of the win-win situation, and how everything we do is amplified because that relationship, because we're both in agreement, we're both in partnership. Everything we do is magnified to a greater potential, a greater happiness, a greater um, joy, a greater peace, and all
0: mm-hmm. all the
1: things. Oh, it goes way beyond that, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 model is something very different and kind of foreign to what we have seen modeled. You know, I know myself growing up, I saw that old paradigm modeled. I saw the authority of, you know, God and the church and um, the husband and the wife and then the children. And we all had our own um, roles that we were supposed to. Little slots. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, um, an appropriate role for a woman, a woman is nurturing. So, you know, uh, I was supposed to go to school to be a nurse or a teacher. You know, those were appropriate women's roles. Um, I Despite was, your gifts. Yeah, it really didn't matter what my individuality said. It was, you know, this you're born as a woman and this is what you're meant to do. You're meant to um, get married and have, you know, a partnership where you are... Um, serving mm-hmm. you're serving and supporting and um, and men can't be nurturing uh-huh. or
1: women can't be powerful or you know leaders and the, way, strong. Yeah. The,
0: the really tragic thing that I've seen play out is I've seen so many um, individuals suffer because I know so many women who are wired as great leaders Where, like, their strengths are, you know, being assertive and strategists. And um, they're great at calling the shots. They're great at um, decision-making. Being strategic, yeah. And I've seen men who... Are the opposite where they're natural nurturers and they um, they're very gentle and it feels like a lot of pressure to be in a leadership role but they try so hard on both sides because they're trying to fit into this model and this role that just really doesn't fit them but it's it's what they've been told forever they're supposed to be and do. I've seen couples torture themselves where, you know, the woman, like you can just see, anybody can see from the outside looking in. She's more the assertive, you know, leadership role. And he's, he loves, yeah, Yeah. yeah, being more of a nurturer and, and usually, you know, the funnier humorous, you know, and they fit. But I've seen a lot of couples carry shame because they think they're not supposed to play those roles. And, you know, I'm the, I'm the woman, so I'm supposed to be feminine. And I'm, you know, I'm really battling because I'm more naturally masculine and, and the, um, Uh, the male in the relationship is you know I'm too feminine I need to be more masculine and there's so much force behind that and it's not where they naturally go Um, and it's simply because they've been told that they have to play this certain role um, that's from all of this patriarchal bullshit that we've dealt with for so many centuries Mm -hmm. Um, and people button in where it's none of their business (laughs) And that yeah, you know, authority figures like the church telling us how it's supposed to be. And I believe that we are the best um, bosses or authorities of ourselves. And if you're naturally drawn to more of a masculine or feminine role, go with that. Like, you weren't born a mistake. Your natural bent is not a mistake. Like, that's your gift. And the longer we spend fighting that... Um, you know, it's just going to breed more shame and it's not productive. We are far more productive and make a greater impact in this world when we live in the, the intuitive gifts that we were mm-hmm. given. You know, when we are just naturally flowing with what, um, whatever the composition was that we were born with. We were not made a mistake. Even the Bible says that, right? Mm-hmm. You were uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. And there's no mistake. I'm also
1: thinking about how the masculine and the feminine is a continuum. We each have all those inside us. And sometimes we get into these um, old ways of thinking that uh, say, you're definitely this, and you're definitely that, Mm -hmm. and and it goes against the grain. And you don't cut meat against the grain. You um, You don't, when you're sewing, you don't cut against the grain on fabric you, you'd go with the natural flow of things and I think that's what makes it beautiful and that's what makes a partnership um, so glorious is because we're each operating out of where it fits best. I know a couple where um, the guy is, he made her dress, Oh my goodness. The most beautiful wedding dress I've ever seen. Made the cake. He does all of those things. He does all these beautiful, amazing cakes and all the things considered, you know, the girl's job. And she worked on the cars. It was (laughs) the best relationship. He made me the most beautiful robe. And I'm going, so glad you're doing your gifts, right? Because in reverse, I should have made my own robe and but he did a great job. Anyway, all that to say is don't forget it's a continuum and that we carry both male and masculine and feminine inside of us mm-hmm. and so we're operating out of maybe I am a li- little leaning more on the masculine side and you know so it's okay.
0: Yeah, and I definitely want to give a huge shout out to any of those men and women who have been courageous enough to not play those roles. You know, it's hard as a woman playing more of an assertive role when uh, many of us are told not to. It's, you know, you're too masculine. You're too, you know, I see it in. I know some very strong, like physically strong women who are in the fitness world. You look like a man and Mm. you're too muscular. Well, you know, I feel good this way. Um, Or, you know, in more of the leadership space, you know, Mm -hmm. you're a career woman, you're, you know, you are against the traditional family or whatever. Like there can definitely be some pushback Um, for men as well. You know, men who choose not to play the tough, Paradigm um, and and play only that tough role, and we are complex, right? I can be very feminine. I love being feminine. Mm-hmm. I have some really strong feminine elements, and I also have some really strong masculine elements. And both are totally good and permissible and wonderful things to celebrate. I don't have to be just one role or the other. In fact, I bring more complexity to the relationship and more layers to the relationship. Um, And isn't that awesome? (laughs) It is. It's wonderful. It really is wonderful. And, you know, do we really want each other to be manufacturing a certain role or do we want to know each other authentically? And if if someone wants to know me authentically, it means that they're going to have to accept both the, the feminine and masculine parts of me. And if I'm going to accept a partner or someone else in my life, I'm going to accept them authentically. I'm not going to only accept, you know, what we've been told is acceptable. It's, you know, the whole p- person that they are, you know. Um,
1: it also allows us to grow into who we are more, mm-hmm. right? If I would have stayed in the same role that I was meant to be in, I wouldn't get to explore all these fun things of running a business and mm-hmm. learning what it's like to be a leader, which comes very naturally to me. And and feeling that suppression would have just probably made me want to explode. So it's just really beautiful to, to expand into my gifts yeah. and not fight who I naturally am Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: and it's an interesting growth process I think coming out of some of the patriarchal programming for me um, I did have such a a strong extreme religious background that I kind of went all the way on the other side so I remember when I went to college you know Remembering that many of the people in my church said I should be a teacher or a nurse. What did I choose to or do? Or the MRS degree. <laughs> yep. I chose to go uh, into criminal justice, and I was going to be a cop. And then I was going to go into the Marines, had an uh, a ankle injury that kept me out, but I went way over on the other side because in my mind, I, I remember so... Internalizing that belief that I was uh, inferior to a man. And so in my mind, if I could do these masculine things, then maybe I would be worth the same as a man. And so, yeah, I was in ROTC. I was taking these... Um, Uh, criminal justice classes. I got my degree in criminal justice, started my master's in forensic psychology. And like, I was on my way to, you know, doing all the guy things. And, um, thankfully the universe did intervene and I ended up working in social work for uh, quite some time. And that was, um, that was a great disruptor for me because, um, my, my gifts, as you all know, are more in the healing and uh, rehabilitating process, not the punitive process, which mm-hmm. I was rapidly running towards. So, you know, I did um, I did definitely get intercepted by the universe and, and put on my path, but I was very much reacting to this old patriarchal programming that told me that um, I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. as a woman. I was subservient. And um, so I think we all find our own path. Uh, We all react in different ways. There was parts of me that really tried to conform. You know, I went that path for a while. Well, if I can just do this perfectly, then I'll be good enough and everyone will love me. Oh, okay, that didn't work. So I'm going to go way over here. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And I'm just going to pretend like I'm a guy and do all the things that guys do and then maybe they'll love me and accept me you know so we all do our things Um, and that was all a a piece of what I needed to go through but um, to find the balance it's a process it's a process to heal from all of the the patriarchal hierarchy that has been around for forever. And I've heard a lot of women say, you know, how do, how do I just not get over this so quickly? Why is this so hard? Yeah, and, it takes um, a minute, too. Because it's really <laughs> deeply embedded. You know, this is something that we've dealt with for so many generations. It's not something that you just get to um, heal as soon as you see it and want to. It's something that's layers and layers and layers and still layers that I continue to explore and discover. Shall we say hi to everybody? Yes, let's do. Hello, Violet Rainey. All right, yeah, we've got a couple of people on. I don't see any comments. We just but, wanted to say, hey, see, make sure there weren't any comments or
1: questions
0: or... Yeah, I don't see... It's funny I'm the way about. Facebook is now because I'm not... I don't get to see quite as much as I used to be able to, but... I know. Um, <laughs> thank you all for being here and joining this conversation. Um If you have any questions around hierarchy and the way that we have all, especially as women, um, have processed this whole idea that we're supposed to be subservient or we're supposed to be obedient or submissive, we all have our own hang ups around this. And maybe you're even disagreeing with me. Maybe you're saying, you know, um, no, I really do think, you know, women should be uh, submitting to men's authority. And that's okay too. Like, that's okay. Whatever Um, works for you. (laughs) So, you know, you can disagree with me, and there's plenty of that out there. Um, And I disagreed with me, like, years ago, right? Because I used to think that this was the way that it was meant to be. Um, We'd love for you to share any of those comments. If you want to share them privately, that's great. Um, You can reach me individually at defytheaverage at gmail.com, or you can reach out to Marie.
1: Marie at mariesgold.com. We just love... Any kind of input that you want to give us. Stories, um, disagreements. We're okay with disagreements.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or any topics. hmm
0: Yeah. Or if you just have some stories. Like, we we all have a lot of wounds in this area. You know, um, I frequently am... and told stories of how women have left abusive relationships and then they were told by family members or friends, you know, well, if you had just submitted better, if you had just, you know, kept your mouth shut and been more agreeable, then, you know, bad things wouldn't have happened. And there's still so much of this lingering stuff and we need to get it out. Like, it's really important to get it out. So if you don't have a safe place to share those things, um, you can share them either yeah. privately with us, you can share them on one of our forums. We have the Braveheart Conversations group. We also have, you know, I have my personal unapologetic group where there's a lot of um, women who are able to share some of the things that they've been through or are currently working through. And Marie has her group as well. Yeah. Relationships Unleashed. So
1: yeah, we Love those conversations. Yeah,
0: and those are very safe places to have those discussions and be in a really supportive group of people. And your story matters. It's so important for you to get it out and to be able to to process that. So yeah, thank really, you for really that important. Up. Yeah, I know that I have experienced so much healing and so much um, courage. empowerment just hearing other people's similar stories they give me validation right Mm -hmm. and i think when people hear my story they feel validated as well and a little bit stronger to break out of some of this old uh, paradigm because uh, we all seem to hold a lot of shame around what we think we did wrong and the guilt that we're um, holding based Should've
1: on not being in these
0: um, roles so anyway please uh, please reach out where wherever you need to and uh, with that we'll close up if you would like to see any of our past episodes again you can find us on any of the platforms uh, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean you can find us in our group and find all of the previous episodes there and discussions, uh, Facebook .com/groups/braveheartconversations slash slash and with that we will see you all next week we love you all very 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 much and hope that you have a phenomenal week bye bye guys bye bye